got him to laugh. <laughs> also, just the other thing I wanted to say that I haven't said yet is I hate being seen like a beginner because I've literally been at this for like a year and a half. Not this practice that you guys are doing, but I've literally been I, through I'm the ringer beginner. through dry insight and everything. And we're like, all, we're all beginners, though. I'm a, we're I'm all a beginner. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Beginner's mind. That's why. Never they... mind. Begin again. <laughs> Become a beginner again. You can see that thought of like hating that we see you as the beginner. That's another thought to look at and throw out probably. <laughs> because I don't see you as a beginner. That's only in your own head. <laughs> right. That's just another thought. I don't like feeling like a beginner. It's just another thought. And so we can change those thoughts into, yeah, I really feel like I can get another chance. Never mind, start again. Doesn't matter how many times I fall down. When I get myself up and dust myself off, that's a new one. Sorry, guys. I feel like I'm so grateful for you guys, or maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not very grateful, but I, I am. I am grateful <laughs> for you guys. <laughs> I'm grateful for you guys, like, sitting here. I'm afraid that I'm just, like, taking up, like, all your time, and you probably have other things that you want to share and talk about. Yes, so. No, everybody gets benefit from this. You're not the only one who is dining on this delectable meal of frustration. <laughs> I'm getting a real kick out of it. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, we're kind of all here for you, I would imagine. That's how this call started. Or I don't know if that's it. Really, <laughs> yes, it really is valuable. It happened actually, this particular lesson that I'm about to talk about didn't come about or actually it came about long before I had gotten into any spiritual stuff. This is when I was still in psychotherapy and in groups that the group has a, uh, a remarkable quality in it. When the, uh, the, the one who's on the spot or the one who is playing the role of the client in that moment, when he wakes up to that, everybody in the room, has the same problem. That's yeah. exactly what the value of AA is about. Everybody in AA has the same problem. And that's something that you can begin to understand from this little group of people, including Parker there, that it's the same problem that you have is the same problem that every one of us has. And that is, is that when we fall down, we don't like it. And sometimes we feel so bad that it's not even worth the effort to get ourselves up. We'll lay there and wallow in our own misery for a long time. I've done that. I'm quite an expert at being miserable. Quite an expert at it. I imagine all of us would agree that, yeah, I'm quite an expert at being miserable because I practice it so much. I guess but it now just... it's time to practice being happy. Your choice. As frustrated and as angry and upset and all of that that you are, Alex, is that okay? Is it? 
It's okay on some level. Yeah. All right. So congratulate yourself that it's okay on some level. At least some level it's okay. Is it is it silently? How do you guys congratulate yourselves? Do you say it in your head? Do you smile? What do you do? Say congratulations in your head or out loud, either one. Wow, that's yeah, I see that. Mm-hmm. For me, I just enjoy the enjoy the breath at the same time that I notice it. They do come together like that. Yes, I've mentioned that. It does come right together. So um, let's spend a few minutes then finding something that you can say that is meaningful. Something wholesome that really is wholesome rather than just merely a cliché. Often the ones that I find the most helpful come from songs. An example would be from uh, Jesus Christ Superstar when Mary Magdalene is telling Jesus the night before he's going to get strung up, everything's all right, yes, everything's fine. Everything's all right. Everything's going to be okay. Everything's all right. Everything is fine. Another one that I really enjoy actually is what I call the James Brown meditation. Do you know the James Brown meditation, Parker? Uh, How about you, Joe? Do you know the James Brown meditation? Maybe I feel good. Yeah, I know I would now. Okay, so those are the kind of things that we can tell ourselves. We can sing ourselves those songs. We can sing Gar- Simon and Garfunkel. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk to you. Ah, frustration, I see you. Okay, so these are the kind of thoughts that we want to have. Very wholesome, high-quality thoughts. And we need to find one for you that you can use as kind of a mantra. Does anybody have any suggestions for uh, Alex? Very noisy. Yeah, your mic is like messed up. Joe, do you have any mantras? Uh, yeah, I, I like, um, I like happiness is here and now. That's my, my little one that I, that I carry with me. Yeah, a happy tune. Um, one of the ways that I talk about mantras is to talk about something that really is useful, valuable, and wholesome that comes deep within. Yeah. The reason that mantras in India work the way they do, something like Om Namah Shivaya or Ram, 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 is because the child has that religious background and the joy that comes with that. But Westerners, when they get Asian mantras, they don't mean anything. They don't have any value to them at all. But we can find one that does fit. 
And the story is, is that I had a stomach ache when I was about three years old and my mom took me to the doctor and the doctor prescribed of all things, Coca-Cola. And so every time, I mean, I really enjoyed that Coca-Cola. I still got it. In fact, I've got a little Coca-Cola right here. <laughs> and so any time that I thought about Coke and I wanted it, I'd have a tummy ache when I was a kid. My mom got wise to that really fast. <laughs> but the effect of Coca-Cola didn't wear off. And so even then, now I can go so far as to say Coca-Cola now can become a mantra. Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola. Do you remember what Coca-Cola tastes like? Do you remember the effervescence? Do you remember the coolness of the Coke? Do you remember what it tastes like? And so now you're thinking about Coca-Cola, 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 and your mouth begins to water. And you feel really, really good. Unless you go through the other side, which was, I want a Coca-Cola. Now we're in a state of deprivation when we want a Coca-Cola, but when we're just thinking about it as being a pleasant mantra, it can be of great value. So that's one. In fact, it's hard to talk right now because my mouth is so full of saliva thinking about it. Coca-Cola, what did I like Coca-Cola. that you talked about before, Don Mata, was... Uh... When you when you talked about like uh, breathing in, I breathe in reality, and then breathing out, mm-hmm. you know, I like to say it, breathing out, I'm breathing out things that are not here right now, like you know, mm-hmm. basically the same thing again. So, um, and also like to say that things are really easy right now, and the job's already done. You know, <laughs> job well done, nothing to do. Mm-hmm. That's something that might be very useful for you, Alex, to say. That's the job. I've done it. I'm finished. I've done everything I needed to do. I'm not thinking frustrating thoughts right now. I'm thinking about that I've done the job. I'm finished with this. I'm done. I'm satisfied. Job over. Maybe just, I I think I've been doing, no, uh, like, no, it's okay. I'll just enjoy the success of this right now. This is okay. Uh, this is okay. I'll just enjoy the success of seeing this right now. That's what I've been saying. Yeah, that's second place. That's the consolation prize. You got a Cadillac convertible instead of sixty-four thousand dollars. That's an old <laughs> television program called the sixty-four thousand dollar question. Okay, that's the consolation prize that you're got getting getting yourself. Well, at least this moment is okay. But we're not looking for the least. We're looking for, wow, this is really nice. Mm -hmm. So you have, in fact, gotten into the deep habit, all of us have, of being, uh, let us say, somewhat, a little bit satisfied with second place. What? I'm so confused right now. Every one of us has the habit of being a little bit somewhat satisfied with being in second place. In other words, I lost, but at least I got this. But isn't the whole point to be satisfied with what's in the here now? Yes, but that satisfaction has a poison to it with the part of it at least. 
In other words, it's got both a bright and a dark side. It has both a heads and a tails to it, and you are using at least in the sense of a consolation prize rather than saying that, wait a minute, this is the prize. This but, is it. Domerado, I didn't, I didn't say at least. Oh, sorry. That's what <laughs> I, heard. I, I heard. I heard it in your expression and the way you said it. Ah, uh, okay. I was saying, like, Sometimes I'll I, I'll like appreciate phenomena, right? Like, hmm, irritation. And then as soon as I see irritation, um, I'll there'll be like some joy in my experience, and then something else will come up, like doubt or something, and I'm like, oh, nope, that's okay. I'm just I'm just gonna enjoy the success of seeing this right. I'm just I'm gonna just enjoy my success of seeing. Right now, from what I saw, how about go for? I'm glad I don't have to think about that anymore. What a relief! Uh, that's a good one. I really like like that. Wow, I'm glad I don't have to think about my frustration right now. I've tried <laughs> that. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe I don't want it to work. Must, I don't you, know. You must be going back to it after you say that. But if you maybe go for you know some more wholesome thoughts after that, and some more, then I would imagine at least you get a bit of a reprieve. And if it comes back again, then you you say the same thing again. But no, have you have you tried it that way? Like, wow, what a relief! I don't have to think about that anymore. And then yeah, something then, else will come up, and then I'll well, say it again. Well, but no, but mm-hmm. taking control of the mind after that point on, and saying now I'm gonna now that I don't I'm glad I don't have to think about that anymore. Wow, this breath feels really nice. Wow, the wind on my skin feels really nice. Wow, what a wonderful day it is. Just like keep going on, keep controlling what comes next instead of letting what comes next or whatever phenomena appear to you. That's how I like to to do it but because uh-huh. that way then i exactly. don't have things happening to me i'm taking control mm. staying in the present moment with the senses and appreciating that like wow the green what how magnificent the green colors are or wow look at the sun shining on all of the plants and flowers or wow isn't it nice to have the breeze I've done that before when I go outside. Yeah, when I go outside. But if I'm inside my room, sitting at my desk... Then, wow, I can feel the touch of the cloth on my shirt, touching the body as I breathe in and out. We're also sitting at the stoop. appreciate that it's warm. Sorry, sorry. Wow, this particular breath feels really good as it comes in. Experiencing and appreciating the air and the breathing itself. Ah. That like you're you're safe and secure inside. That's always the thing to go for inside is like, wow, I'm safe here. Isn't it so nice? I'm not on the street. Like I'm warm. I'm well fed. Like, wow, this is amazing. No That's the inside yeah, to go for. No beers, no <laughs> cops. <laughs> wow, you're not getting busted right now, Alex. So why bust yourself? No boss. You don't have a boss. You can do what you want to. Begin to play with everything as if it were a toy again, like a three-year-old would play. 
a two-year-old, a three-year-old, he doesn't care about whether shit is shit or not. He has to be taught shit is bad by adults. But two-year-olds, they'll play with it. We need to learn to play with our shit. Again. I like that. I know what you're talking about, that like childlike wonder. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Sometimes I come into contact with that when I approach the phenomena, I really do, but I don't know how to, I don't know how to, um, uh, uh, bring it on myself. Well, I guess I do know how, I just don't know how to do it when I don't know how you to don't do it. Remember, <laughs> you just don't remember to do it. That's sati. If you could remember to do it, then you would immediately say something like Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola. <laughs> Oh, wow, isn't this a nice moment? No, that's or, not... Uh, no, wait, are you saying remember in the sense of remembering to say those things? I remember it. Yes, remember to say those things. I remember every time. I'm crazy remembering. All the time I'm remembering. The, the thing is, is I've that... I've been on this I'm not... call with you, listening to you not remember on this particular call. I've, in fact, the pleading in your voice right now is not remembering. Saying, like, I will remember that, oh, that's just phenomena. I could just appreciate that. I could just appreciate that, but then I don't. But I still remember to do it. But even when I do remember and I do it, what I'm saying is it doesn't always bring on that childlike wonder. How do I have that childlike wonder you all the time? You have to talk yourself into the childlike wonder, including remembering being in a state of childlike wonder, which you that's have it. been before. That's it. I, that's what I don't remember. I don't remember the state. That's what it is. I don't remember the state. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you remember how good you can feel. Allow yourself to go ahead and feel. You felt good many times in your life, especially when you were a little child. Full of wonder. I mean, how magnificent the world is to a little child. Until he gets hurt. And then he remembers getting hurt, and he forgets about how wonderful it was before he got hurt. Parker, I think that's your microphone being noisy again. Can you hear me all right? Is it I can hear your you weird fine. voice? Wait, is it mine? Because I'm, I'm right next to my... Uh, I heard a little wind, like an air noise. It might be me. Mm -hmm. I can mute it. It just stopped. I don't hear it anymore. Do you still hear it? No, no, no. it's fine. Yeah. What if what if you pictured uh, like us all being kids together because like we all still have it within ourselves, right? And like this moment, you can remember like what it feels like because we all can because I'm I'm your friend and like you know I'm here right now. We're all here together. That sounds very yeah. scary. <laughs> I I never had I I didn't have friends when I was little, me neither but... wouldn't it have been nice to meet I would have loved to grow up with you that would yeah. have been great is it worth asking what you you're you're said that your main thing is the doubt what are you doubtful about doubt just shows up and it takes like random 
it takes on many forms. Like right now, doubt is like, man, everything they're saying sounds pretty good and I could apply it, but I doubt it'll work for me or uh, I probably am not able to do it or this will probably happen again. You then say, "Uh uh-huh, I see that doubt. Uh Uh Uh-huh, I see that it probably won't work for me. Yes, I can see that. And then you can say, but it did work. I have seen it work. What if, what if, I wonder if this will work. What if you just teased yourself? Have you ever seen that movie uh, with the with the Catholic, the Catholic movie? I think it's like Meryl Streep or one of those ladies at the end, and she goes, "I have doubts. I have doubts." <laughs> that always makes you laugh. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's kind of a sad movie. <laughs> I have uh, doubts. Well, that kind of doubt actually has some reality to it because they are, um, let us say, within the Catholic tradition, they are dogmatically working very hard to convince each other of something that none of them have seen. Mm -hmm. Uh, An example of that is uh, uh, Mother Teresa in her memoirs, complained that as much as she talked to Jesus, he wouldn't talk back to her. He never answered her prayers. He never said anything to her. Okay? That's where the doubt comes in because you've got evidence that's going against this information called religion. We're not working with that kind of doubt. The kind of doubt that we're working with here is the childhood doubt of being a failure and that we're working with it not from uh, a perspective of faith though oh, I, I feel like a failure i've been a failure but i have the faith that i can stop being a failure is the way that christianity teaches that's not what we're doing here but in fact every one of us have had some little successes with our practice of meditation and we want to remember that and capitalize on it and bring it back again to keep going back to i can do this remember that we've had success in, uh before even though you're feeling bad in this particular moment all you have to do is to wake up and say i don't have to do this right now i can go think of something else what do you what do you do if you've been doing all of that and still all the unpleasant grasping phenomena persists? I've been doing that for 50 years. And it still comes back. And the answer to that is never mind. It so, can come up with any particular thing, like the computer won't boot. Or maybe one of the drives won't spin up. And that's just a perfect opportunity to be miserable. So, Domrado, you mentioned that at some point people just get tired. People just don't care about building the house of cards anymore. Are you at that point? Is any are any of your students at me. that point? Let me be. No, just take the fact that I can. <sighs> doesn't matter whether I have stopped building houses of cards or not. The question is, is that if I do build a house of cards and it falls apart, is that okay? It's okay that the house of cards falls back apart because we're not interested in the um, the house of cards. 
were interested in developing the skill of house of card building. And if I have the skill, then never mind if this house of cards blew away. I just I've think, got the skill. I think maybe so you have to see that you've got the skill. No, hear it again. You have already gotten the skill. You have practiced it. You have tried it and it does work. Will you at least give yourself that much credit? Yes, I've tried and it. You and it did does have work. that point of, wow, I did do this and wow, I can feel that. OK, yes. and now you multiple but you're times. not doing that. Exactly. We'll do it again right now. Let me see it. I just <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Right. Yes. You did it. <laughs> no, I did it. I just the the I think the doubt is honestly also coming from I don't want to be I don't want to be doing a practice for my whole life. I want to do the practice so I can transcend oh, the you'd practice. Oh, you rather just be miserable. No. I got you. Right. No. You, I, all right. Here, here I want to transcend the practice. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He's asking long about time ago. Oh, long time ago. They didn't have any recording. Any music that had to be played or any music that you listened to had to be played right then and there. I think that it's because we've gotten recording starting in the 1940s with the wire recording in 1950s. We had tape before that. They had photoelectric and many, many things for recording so that we've had photographs and whatnot all your lifetime. And you have the idea that once I play a piece of music, all I have to do is keep the tape and I can just play that piece of music on that tape over and over again. And I don't have to play the music anymore. Well, guess what? If you do it that way, your uh, the skill that you had when you made the recording will rot away. But a musician has to keep playing the music over and over and over again. But in the beginning, he hates doing it. In the end, he really loves the sound of the music. And that's why he keeps playing it. Okay. But he okay, can't okay. stop playing the piano and listen to the music. Okay. I understand that. I really, really do. Okay, I do. But what we're talking about here is being human beings, not playing an instrument. We're being human. When we ah. were kids... When we were kids, we didn't have to practice building a house of cards. We could just be in life. I want to be able to... to do that now. I want you to do that again now. Yeah, I know. But with all these other practices, we'll, we'll eventually be able to let these practices, practices go. It's just a set of rules. It's just a set of things to do. There are orders. And that many people do take the Dhamma that we're talking about and turn it into a rule. And that's part of what you're doing. You're setting standards. And when you say, I've gotten tired of setting standards and I want to relax, I say, that's exactly what we want you to do, is to stop setting yourself standards and just relax and enjoy. To stop expecting that once I push this thing so far, it's not going to roll back down the hill. No, Sisyphus... Uh, you know this uh, the Greek um, myth about Sisyphus is doomed to roll a rock up a hill. And somewhere along the way, generally just before he gets the rock up to the top of the hill, he loses track of it and it rolls back down to the bottom of the hill. And there he is bound to push the hill, the rock back up the hill. Now, if he does that over and over again, he's going to get pretty strong. He's going to learn all about that rock if he's paying attention. 
But the myth is, is that he is doomed to, ride, to push it up the hill again, which means that he only wants to get it to the top of the hill, and he always fails. Sisyphus, in fact, could do the rock thing, and he could begin to figure out that, oh, maybe he could find a way of putting some dirt under it in a way, uh, dig a little hole, uh, and then roll the rock up to that hole and get it to rest there for a while. Or he could just simply sit with the rock and not having to roll the rock up the hill. But, he, but one of the ways that he can also do it is to get used to knowing he's got the strength and not care whether the rock falls back or not, because all he has to do is to just pick the rock up and roll it back up the hill again. You see, the problem is, is that the people, when they hear that myth about Sisyphus and losing control of the rock and it rolls back down to the hill, we see that as an abject failure. And you're going to fail at everything. There's going to be disappointments and failures every day. You're not going to get your way until you stop wanting to have your way. until you start enjoying rolling the rock up the hill. And in this case, enjoying seeing the frustration, because otherwise the frustration owns you, and you're ignorant of it, and you're going around frustrating. But see, in a way, I have to say congratulations, because you're seeing that frustration now. But you don't like it. I know, and the part that really sucks is I have come to like it. I have experienced myself actually enjoy the frustration, enjoy the unpleasant phenomena, and appreciate it. And then I have experiences like right now where I want nothing to do with it ever again. (laughs) All right. So, it's really tough. Your choice. Now that you've been able to say, I like it. And you've gone back to saying, I don't like it. I'm offering you again a choice for you to make right now. Can you say, I will like it, or I do like it right now? Maybe I misspoke. You can make that choice right now. I don't think I actually liked it, but I could appreciate seeing it. There's some kind of appreciation Uh I could find for it. Okay. Do you realize in that regard that... Uh, you don't like it. We know that. We got it. We just heard you say you don't like it, right? Is that your choice about the way you feel, that you don't like it and you want to not like it? Is that the case, that you don't like it and you want to not like it? Well, I just like, why would I want to like Doubt and frustration. These these qualities yes, that's do exactly nothing but right. in that's my the way. Whole point. The reason because if you do see it and like it, then you can investigate it and find out all about it so that you can do something about it. If you hate it and ignore it and push it away, then you don't know it well enough. And so you're doomed to have to put up with it. It's sort of like ignoring an irritation rather than finding out. Here's Okay, here's an example. You're sitting down on the chair, but the chair has a marble in it. So when you sit down on the marble, maybe you can arrange your butt or so so that the marble finds a way where you can manage sitting on it 
but the marble is going to be uncomfortable. But the easy thing that most people will do is that they will just ignore that that marble is there while it continues to do its job of pressing against the flesh in an unwholesome way, et cetera, like that, okay? And that many students then will say, well, I'd rather just get used to that marble. I don't like it, so let me ignore it. Let me go do something else which is basically the same thing about the automobile mechanic who busts his knuckle. He continues to work on the car because he's not interested in the knuckle, but the knuckle is getting worse while he's working on the car. So that when he gets in the house, it really hurts. He's really torn it off. Maybe it was just a scratch when he first did it. If he'd gone and take care of that scratch, then he could go back and work on the car and everything would be easy. But now he's really torn his knuckle open because he's been sitting on it for so long. So let's say that you have that, that marble and you're sitting on that marble in the chair. But if you begin to really look at it in, this, in the mental, it says, oh, I do experience that marble. Let me stand up and pick the marble up and sit back down and do without the marble. Now I can actually look at the marble and I'm not sitting on it anymore. And recognize that the marble is just a marble. It only hurt when I was sitting on it. Frustration is just frustration. It's only painful when I'm sitting on it. Hmm. But if I get it out and look at it, I could just recognize it all. Oh, it's not a problem. And so this is the right effort. The right effort is that we have to get up. We have to stand up out of the chair and take the marble out. And then sit back down in the chair comfortably. This is what we mean by uh, gladdening the mind, is by removing that painful thought. Even if it's a doubt, even if it's a doubt, I can't do this. That's just another marble you're sitting on. And you can pick that marble off, set it down, take a look at it, and sit back down comfortably. Is, is smiling and saying to myself in my head that I appreciate this, even if I don't believe it myself, if I say it enough times and do that enough times, is that sufficient? Um, yes and no. The yes part is there, but uh, generally it would be no because you said, in fact, that you don't believe it. You're just lying to yourself. This is what we would call... Um, uh, Affirmation. Oh, the self-affirmation. So, I mean, what will end up happening is for a period of time, I won't believe it myself, and then I will. But I don't really know how to replicate That's that process of getting myself to do that. Talking yourself though. into it by looking for it. Okay, so you say it, no, it, um, okay, frustration is there. Oh, frustration, frustration, frustration. Then you can have the thought, oh, I see you frustration and I can look at you and see it and like it. And you say that, you don't believe it at all. But then you do look at it and you begin to find that it is good that you can look at it. You begin to look for something that you do like. Mm. Can I see a question? Look Don't for something. Go ahead, Keyshawn. So, like, uh, let's say, I think this is a little bit different, but if you say, um, like, hello, frustration, like my old friend, and then 
like I, I like to sometimes say like I'm talking to the frustration itself. Like I've come to instead of I've come to talk to you again, I say like I've come to remind you that everything is okay again, that we're safe again. And then that kind of just makes everything better because it's kind of like there's frustration for no reason because everything's fine. <laughs> Anyways, the job's done. Everything's fine. No worries. Mm-hmm. So you're going back exactly where we were 20 minutes ago in the sense of finding something, um, a mantra-like thing or a statement that you can say over and over again that you know is true and you can feel the joy within that statement. Like everything's going to be all right. Oh, what a relief. Oh, wow, I don't have to think about that anymore. So you need to find... um, Alex, some for yourself that you can say that actually does have that feeling of uh, a little bit of feeling of joy, a little bit of feeling of satisfaction, a little bit of a feeling of everything is okay, even the frustration is okay. I'll survive. So you all right. So what we're saying here is that with any like unpleasant and pleasant phenomena that comes up, you can essentially look for something enjoyable about that moment. And Mm -hmm. it it could be anything. It could be like the, it could be the breath. It could be like the way your body feels, or it could be something like mentally the way frustration feels like basically you're kind of like peeling back the layers and you're seeing, wait, when I really look there, it's actually not all, horrendous and bad like I imagine it to be when it comes up. Yes, exactly. Everything is a mixed bag. Everything is just real. Everything is a mixed bag, which means that in frustration, you can find the good. In hunger, you when someone is hungry, we can find something to feel good about the hunger. And uh, an example of that is the fat guy. When he is hungry, he says, wow, this is my body telling me I'm actually losing weight in this moment. Let's keep that hunger going because that hunger is a good thing. And I don't have to get up and go get that chocolate bar or that Coca-Cola just because I'm hungry. All right. So that's an example of it. But you can see that example uh, multiplied in all cases. Okay. So frustration comes and you can say, yeah, I'm frustrated. I've been frustrated before and I always survived. I can can survive this frustration too. I'll be okay without this. I'll be okay with it. Yeah, it's like stuff like that doesn't doesn't work for me. You no, know, you can't find the good in it. You right. have to keep looking for the for the for the pleasant feeling. Allow right. yourself to find that it's okay to feel pleasant, to feel good. No matter the situation, no matter the circumstances, your choice is how you feel about it. So and, is it- and before you, you told me that you like not liking it. Well, I didn't say I, I didn't say I like not liking it, but I, I said, I, why would I want to like doubt? Why would I want to like frustration? Yeah, uh-huh. I've, I've got to get going, guys, too. 
Just wow. like, Joe, yeah. thank you so much. You've been really great. I uh, yeah, Joe. I know Appreciate we have... talking to you guys. Thanks Good for coming you, out, Joe. Nice being around you guys. Yeah, Appreciate call it, me Joe. again if, when you when you need something. I'm here. Of yeah. See you, Joe. Nice seeing you. Bye. Thanks, Joe. Bye. Okay, Joe. See you. I, I was gonna say uh, when we talk about the, uh, the the hell of darkness, my old friend, like you, because you were just saying, why would I want to like the doubt but that's the whole purpose behind that hello darkness my old friend is to befriend it and to understand that well for for me what i've noticed is that when i get into like a good state and i'm talking myself into get into a good state um i really do welcome that doubt or that other unwholesome feeling as a friend but the thing i recognize is that uh it starts to feel like my mind is more whole instead of conflicted when I do that and that everything kind of feels more unified. Yeah. Um, because mm -hmm. I'm no longer fighting with myself, getting upset about this doubt, everything is kind of on the same page. Yes. So, that's so an that's excellent a point. That's a excellent. good reason. Yeah. Okay. I, and I felt that I have felt that Keyshawn. Exactly. I felt that. And that brings mm -hmm. me to circle back to just get a confirmation from the sutta when the Buddha says that friendship is the whole Dhamma. And that makes me feel like I understand that directly. Mm -hmm. Right. So that you can, in fact, become friends with the doubt. Mm -hmm. Why? Because that doubt has been of enormous value to you in the past. It has become, I mean, your frustrations in some cases have gotten you out of a lot of work. But also recognize that when the frustration is there, that that doesn't mean that you are frustration itself. And we have that built into the language. There's delusion built right into the language when people say, I'm frustrated. No, you're not frustrated. Yeah, I haven't That's like... That's a delusional thought thought i am frustrated i haven't that hasn't been completely seen for me yet i've 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 noticed some distance from phenomena like and it's gotten more and more distant the more and more i do this no, practice it doesn't get more and more distance it comes and goes and it comes and goes and it's back and forth and it's a little bit distant and a big bit distance and right here and close and very close and when it's really close and up front that's when we think I am frustrated. Mm -hmm. Rather that's, than just see right. the frustration that's come right. and go and come and go. And there it is. And it's back and forth. Aha, I see you there. I see you here. I see you close. I see you far. And I see the frustration, but I am not frustration itself. I'm just observing the frustration. Okay. And so that's the friend. You make friends with the frustration because it is not you. But when you think you're frustrated and have the feeling and the thoughts of I am frustrated, that means that the frustration is now your boss. So if you're frustrated then and angry then and uh, uh, sad then and uh, grief then and all of these various feelings, that's when we become a crowd. But if frustration comes and I say, I see frustration, and then guilt comes, doubt comes, 
whatever that it is that comes, I am not that. I just merely see that. Then I am not all those things. I'm not a crowd anymore. Now I'm just the observer that's observing what used to be a crowd inside. Where in fact, now they're just feelings and I have a charge over those feelings. In other words, you can feel the way you want to. You know you can because you have talked yourself into feeling good before and you can talk yourself into feeling good again. Can you can you even say I can talk myself into feeling good? I can talk myself into feeling good. Say it, Alex. Can you say it? You can talk yourself into feeling good. <laughs> I can't talk myself into feeling good. Yes. You can do it. You just did. You just did it. I saw it. I can, can talk, talk myself into feeling, feeling good. You mm -hmm. can talk yourself into feeling good. And there's doubt. I see it. There's doubt right there. Like, no, you can't. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I see that. Not in this yes. next moment. Yes, you do. Yeah, you don't mm -hmm. need to become the doubt. You can just look at it. It's the old conditioning. Uh-huh, I see it. But I can talk myself back into feeling good again. I can I can have the doubt and still feel good. And have doubt. Back and forth, doubt and feel good and doubt and feel good and doubt and feel good. I think sometimes where I get tripped up too is like, I'll say like, I'll have the success of appreciating and enjoying the phenomena and then I'll like, tell myself that I have to um, I have to enjoy this present moment like okay now it's time to enjoy this present moment like to be present and then phenomena will come up and they'll be like okay now it's time to enjoy this present moment is it kind of like that or am I being too regimented with it am I being too rigid with it that's a that's a good point. Yes, you are being a bit rigid, and the way that you're using the word rigid is also in a way of you're making it into a rule or a standard rather than a new toy to play with. Yeah, so I don't think I I don't think I really understand that difference, honestly. I think that's part well, of go which... back to when you were a really little kid. Mm-hmm. Okay, that our parents give us a bunch of rules and a lot of students take what I have to say. I'm inviting them to go back and be in diapers again and they think that I'm telling them to put on a business suit. <laughs> but to get back to being in a diaper where everything is worth playing with. Well, one thing I was thinking there was that, that I had this, I asked kind of a similar question to Eric and I think we came to the idea that the wholesome thoughts that we think, because you were saying going from the thought to the present moment, but if the thought is wholesome, typically it's at least a better approximation of the present moment than an unwholesome thought. Well, I was wondering about that. That's why I, I've started to notice, like, if I say, okay, I'll just enjoy the success of seeing this, and then the wholesome thoughts and well, wholesomeness will, will never come in. stop anyways. So why not just keep putting wholesome thoughts in the mind? In the mind, it's my thought on that. I just, I don't know, man. I get so exhausted from doing this, so sometimes, like day in, like, oh, like, say I'm so exhausted. I'm so exhausted. I'm so exhausted. Nice. Yeah. Huh? Wow, I've been doing so much good work. Wow, I've gotten myself exhausted. Wow, what a good boy am I. <laughs> uh, 
Oh man. The one I was thinking about too, uh, that maybe I don't know if like it's helpful for you to hear, but when I start getting because cause actually Darmado said this to you once in one of the videos I saw, and Eric and I got a real good kick out of it, was that when you play with when you when you you were you were asking uh when you play with a toy. I, yeah, how can I be friends with something if I want to get rid of it? And then Darmado was like, You play with anything long any toy long enough. All toys break when they're played with long enough. Eventually, yeah, yeah. All toys break yeah. eventually. And, yeah. and I felt like I started to experience that because sometimes I would kind of tease or joke with myself when I get into a good state. Like, you know, let's say I was saying hello, you know, doubt or hello frustration, my old friend. And then I get into a good state and I start to tease myself, like, what happened to my old friend? She's not wanting to come around anymore and play. Like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Where did you go? <laughs> so, yeah. So do you guys do that? Do, do you notice the phenomena and then say, okay, I'm going to be present now? Or do you just let whatever happens, happens? And when you remember that's when you practice just when you remember or do you remember and then say okay i'm going to be present now like how does that how do you guys do it go ahead i'll I, say I, what you got to say hmm? oh um i think um i mean the way the mind works you could think of it as like a kind of a network of different dots and thoughts that lead back to another and sometimes the thought of thoughts might just arise or maybe you'll think about something that's related to that, and then you can remember to feel good related to that thought. If like um, maybe you have a memory of maybe um, like a past call with Domrado or something, and then from that past call, then you remember the oh, I can feel good right now, and then you remind yourself <laughs> to feel good right now. It's do you remind yourself at all to be present though after you? take care of replacing the unwholesome with the wholesome do you then say okay now it's time to okay i'm just gonna enjoy being present right now is there a difference between having a wholesome thought and being present i don't really think so but also uh with anapanasati the idea is that with each breath you could use that as a point of sati you know with what you just you know you're you're taking long deep Mm -hmm. breaths so you could even kind of, you know, say to yourself, wow, this, you know, at the beginning of this in-breath, breathing in long, I'm, tra- I'm training myself and feeling really good and everything's nice right now. And, you know, and maybe you, you know, I would say that we're working to the way that our mind works. We're working to change the thoughts that we're having. And so we're not necessarily trying to, there's no brakes on a ship. We're not trying to stop the mind. We're just trying to turn the ship. <laughs> into a different direction so that we have wholesome thoughts and as you have those wholesome thoughts you'll notice that things become nice and you could start to even just appreciate the nice things that are there and maybe yes that your present moment uh it, you know and so you you could appreciate that and then you could have another wholesome thought and you could just go between wholesome thoughts and appreciating how great the wholesome thought feels or whatever it is you know so that's I've been doing more of that, Keyshawn. But like how it starts Good, usually. But like is... I hear that, okay. <sighs> Listen closely. 
He, okay. said, he always says, I've been doing that, but. Yeah, because I hear? just want to get my question answered. Like, is it, is it going to be a hindrance to me to remind myself to be in the present moment after I replace the unwholesome with the wholesome? Or would it be better for me to just replace the unwholesome with the wholesome? I guess I want like a step-by-step step because that's how... sometimes. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. But I know that you want it exactly laid out. Yes. So that you can set up a set of rules about how to do it exactly. Yes, exactly. Okay. Which yep. is exactly like marching. Okay. Uh, have you ever been in a marching band? Or, <laughs> for, uh, in boot camp? Marching I was in, with others. For a little bit. For a little bit. For like okay. a very short period of time. I didn't like it. <laughs> All right, so step one, to, well, you're asking about that again, though. You're wanting a clear set of steps set out like that, which yeah. is up, two, three, four, making progress, step, 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 on you go. Mm -hmm. And what we're trying to teach you here is, is that life is not a march in 4-4 four, four time. Life is a waltz in 3-4 time. Da 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 It's not up two three four up two three four step one two three four five. I'm going to meditate myself right into regimentation. It's exactly the way we have been trained our whole lives in our society. Now you can march across the dance floor. <laughs> but if you're dancing, if you're just waltzing, then it doesn't matter whether you get all the way to the other side of the room. You're just enjoying the dance. Mm. And if you keep dancing, you'll just be all over the room. You don't have to go from here to there. You're just dancing around. Mm. And the important point is, is the entire dance floor is the holy place. That sounds way better than what I've been doing. I just don't know how to do that. I don't know how to get my mind to work like that. Ah, then remember that just to dance, you don't have to march. You don't have to get from here to there. There's no mm. place to go. Just enjoy whatever steps you're taking. Okay. So if so, if uh, frustration comes to be your dance partner, then dance with it. Instead of going to war with it. Everything becomes a dance. Everything is uh, just a playful little story. You're wanting results. You've got a whole lot of desire to be something. That you already are, Alex. You're quite capable of being happy. I've seen it several times in this video. You're quite capable of being happy. There you go again. <laughs> See? All you have to do is just remind yourself that you can be okay. That's what real sati is, okay? There's actually several levels of sati, and you've got, you're getting the first level to wake up that there's a problem. 
We need to wake up all the way, and in the next step of waking up would be not to wake up that there is a problem, but to wake up that I can do something about that problem. And one of the things that we can wake up to to recognize how to save or to change that is, is that it's not a problem. That's the change. As we wake up to it, we see it, and then instead of hating it, we recognize, oh, it's okay. And we can gladden the mind because until we wake up to it, we're not okay. When we are frustrated, and that's what you get. You have been frustrated many times in your life, have you not? So it's a familiar thing, right? Mm-hmm. You have been frustrated. Okay. So every time the frustration comes, you can say, well, there you are, old friend. I've seen you before. When you say, I am frustrated, thou, I seem to be, not only am I frustrated, but that's who I am. Who am I? I am frustration. No, now we're just going to be the observer. Oh, I can see the frustration. Oh, it's just a new dance partner. Hello, darkness. Hello, frustration. Let's have a tango. Let's waltz across the floor. Let me swing you around. You are not an enemy, and you are not the boss of me. You are a toy to play with, like a dance partner. Mm. And then you can say, well, where is the frustration exactly? Is it here? Is it here? Is it up here? Is it over there? Where is it? Where is that frustration? Can I breathe with it? Can I make the frustration get bigger when I breathe in and make it smaller when I breathe out? Can I move it around? Can I move it from my left tit to my right tit? Oh, my right tit's frustrated, but my left tit's not frustrated. Let me see if I can change that around. Oh, I was a fr- is the left tit frustrated now and the right tit not? What can I do with this frustration? Let's make it a toy. The same thing with the doubt. Where is the doubt? Is the doubt up here? Is it out over there? Is it out here? Where is that doubt? Ah, the doubt becomes a dance partner, and we can play with it. We can chase it around the dance floor. I get both happy to hear you talk, Domerado, and then discouraged at the same time because I see what I can't do, what I'm not doing. Ah, see that discouragement. Uh-huh. I see you, discouragement. Where is the discouragement? And notice it's where not at the same time. It's it's one after another. Is it another. right here under my chin? That is that one. the discouragement? Yeah, where is that discouragement? It's in my head. It's in the thought. That's all it is. It's, it's in, in the thought. thought. It's all it is. It's just, there you go. It's just a thought. <laughs> and it comes up by habit. You are in the habit of being frustrated. You are in the habit of being in doubt. So it's going to come up and it's going to come up often. Are you going to be overwhelmed by it every time? Because that's what you seem to want to do is to be overwhelmed by the doubt and uh, uh, the frustration. Well, no, quite precisely. For the past 48 hours, I wasn't overwhelmed by it at all. And whenever overwhelm showed up, I was able to appreciate the phenomena and enjoy my experience. And now, that's not happening. And so, yes, I'm overwhelmed by it and I don't like it. 
Okay, so recognize <laughs> that you don't like it. Hello, not liking. Are you in complete D in charge? Is that your choice to not like it? It feels like I don't have a choice in that in this moment. Ah, but you've had choices before. I have. I have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what's changed now that now that you don't have the choice? Or maybe the choice requires some effort. Are you willing to put in the effort? Or are you just going to lay in the road? It actually takes some effort to get your to pick yourself up off the floor. I know, and I've been picking myself up off the floor so much lately. I'm. Yeah, well, you that so congratulate yourself. You're getting good at it. Yes. Yeah, I just. So get good at and congratulate yourself of getting off the floor instead you know of demanding I, that you don't wind up on the floor again. Because you are. You're going to keep winding up on the floor over and over and over again. Your whole life is going to be trips and falls. Can you can you develop the habit of picking yourself up, dusting yourself off, having a big laugh and boogie on down the road? You're going to trip and fall down on frustration. You're going to trip and fall down on doubt, anger, guilt remorse and whenever you see that you can say oh there i am laying in the ditch i've got a choice am i going to take the effort to pick myself up dust myself off and boogie on down the path or i'm going to lay here and be frustrated i am frustration i just i don't want it to be my whole life it's not what i want Ah, then, then uh, do you want to feel good right now? Then feel good right now. It's your choice. Tell yourself a joke. Rem get something that's an anchor for you that you really, really like. A mantra, a Coca-Cola. Hey, uh, 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 a joke. One of the jokes that I like that's really, really powerful is actually the Buddhist joke. It's the only Buddhist joke that's a really, truly 100% Buddhist joke. And that is, you ain't seen nothing yet. So when you when you have frustration, you say, "Hey, you ain't seen nothing yet." <laughs> frustration? I'll show you frustration, <laughs> but there's nothing to it. And when you see that there's nothing to the frustration, it's just frustration. But that's all it is. There's nothing to it. When you see doubt, it's just doubt. There's nothing more to it. It's just doubt. Nothing much to it. There's nothing there. Just a thought. That's all it was. It's just a thought. And those thoughts uh, have influence on the way we feel. And so if you have happy thoughts, you're going to have an influence on feeling good. If you have frustrating thoughts, then you're going to have the feelings of frustration.
And so when you say these things, you've got to really know that it's real as opposed to an affirmation when you say, oh, I should tell myself I feel good when, in fact, I don't feel good. Instead, you can recognize, oh, I want to tell myself I want to feel good, but I actually feel terrible. Hey, I see that. I feel actually terrible. My choice. Man, that's just, oh, that's so. It's so easy. It's so, so wonderful, it isn't is, it? No, it's, it's so tricky. Easy. It's so unfair. No, it's, it's so tricky. It's easy. It's, it's so easy. Deceitful. All you have to do. Ah, so being frustrated, angry, uptight is real, and being joyful is deceitful. No, no, you just said, you just said, if you if you don't feel happy, but you're saying, oh, I feel happy right now, and you really feel terrible, well, then just recognize that you feel terrible, and then you can you you can see what your choice is about. Yeah, it. I can handle right. I can handle feeling yeah. terrible, but like. I feel the terrible because is... I talked myself into terrible. You hear the sequence I'm going through now? Yeah, the first thing is, yes, there is feeling terrible. Instead of not liking, I can say, yeah, I felt terrible before. I know what terrible feels like. At least now I can see it for what it is. And then the next thought would be, hey, I can see this terrible feeling. Let me see if I can play with it. Now you begin to make friends with it. You take it and inspect it. You look at it really good. And then you say, hey, I can inspect this thing. Hey, I can see it. And now you've got something positive. I can see the frustration. Aha, I'm really proud of myself because I can see that frustration. I'm I'm hearing you. I just feel so overwhelmed right now. I just want to like. Just feeling okay. All right, that's another thought. Let's go with that. I'm feeling overwhelmed with frustration. Have you always felt feel overwhelmed with frustration? No. So you have a choice. This is where the deep breath comes in. That, I think that that's part of the thing that you're missing the most is that you're not breathing well. And so every time that you recognize this is frustration, you do that with a great big deep in breath. And as you breathe out, you can breathe out that frustration. The breathing is an important quality to it. And so when you're practicing, practicing it with that breath, and then when you're out in the day and these thoughts come, remember to take a really deep breath. I just think I'm fed up with all this right now and just want to like, I don't all know. All right, but get a hold just... of that set up there. Have I fed up? If I felt fed up before, you are not fed up. You feel fed up, mm -hmm. but you are not fed upness. Could you take a separation between you and the fed upness? Yeah. Okay. Can you then say, aha, I see you, fed upness? Say it. Aha, uh -huh. I can see I, you. I see you, fed upness. Okay, so take a deep breath. 
and breathe in some fed upness. <laughs> He's not fed up anymore. <laughs> breathe in some fed upness. Yeah, breathe in. Yeah, deep, deep breath of fed upness. Wow, let me get a really big load of this fed up. <laughs> And then we breathe it out. Oh, there goes that fed up feeling. <sighs> right out. And then I can breathe in fed upness again. <gasps> oh, now this is a really nice fed upness. Well, I can be fed up and be happy at the same time. And then we feel fed up and we breathe fed upness again. Oh, I can feel fed up. Oh, that feels so great to feel fed up. I'm just thinking maybe I need to like just put this on hold and stop this for the night and then try it again tomorrow morning. Okay. Let's do that. So, but here's the point really do that. Let go. Put instead it on of hold. saying, instead of saying, when you finish this call, you go and uh, feel uh, fed up. <laughs> allow yourself to play with it then too. No, I don't want to play with it anymore. I, I'm, I'm so. You just want to be wallowing in fed upness. Is that it? No, I don't want to wallow either. I just, I don't. Maybe I do want to wallow. I just want to quit. I just okay, feel like well, a quitter. enjoy that. No. Feel like a quitter. Feel enjoyable. <laughs> Give yourself permission to quit. Yes. It's okay to quit. But it's okay to quit not only the working very hard at getting rid of frustration, it's okay to quit the frustration too. So when you quit tonight, really quit. Remember to quit. Remember to take a deep breath and says, I quit. <laughs> I quit. Finally, I'm <laughs> quitting. Allow yourself to quit. Really quit. It's relaxing to quit. <laughs> you've 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 said that so many times I don't even know what quitting means anymore. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I don't even I I like lost it. That's another thing by the way. I don't I I didn't get to share with you because I, we've only been talking about the negatives, but there is something that I find kind of interesting that I find throughout the day I'll have things that come up as like something I want to talk about with you, Domorado, or just even mm -hmm. like remember, and they just, they just slip. They just, they just go away. Like, I just don't even remember what it was I was going to say or what I was saying. That's, that's very great. Frequent. Let that stuff go. Quit your dialogues, even with me. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I wanted to uh, bring up because I had asked or uh, Alex had asked the question of what about all of these uh, realizations? Sort of, yeah, realizations, sort of uh, end game 
uh, something came out the sky or I meditated for a million hours and I gained this realization of non-duality and being non-being and all these other things. What, what do you, what's your take, Don Rado, on, uh, you know, that type of stuff? Well, wait, first, just to cover my own butt and to be very, like, I want to be precise. I didn't say anything about a million hours of meditation, but I am saying with doing a certain you get practice, top pot machine comes out and, and hits you over the head and it gives you, you know, no, not luck, juice. <laughs> no, not luck, but with, with practice. And I, I know there, I know it's not, um, it's not wise to be thinking about these things or to talk about these things, especially as like attaining something because this is a subtractive process. That being said, there are many accounts by many people that point to these actual realizations. And I myself had an awakening experience like a year and a half ago, which is what got me interested in this path to begin with, where I like I woke up. It felt like I saw I as a uh, as a object like i guess if you will like i saw i alex as like a character and um that i was not that character really that i was all of a sudden in that moment the awareness of alex and it was quite it was quite can you do that again mm, not at will no no all right can you practice doing that because you can do it at will. If you can do it one time, you can do it again. Um, and when you see Alex, you can see uh, the frustration. Oh, that's Alex again. Hello, Alex. Good to see you again. It wasn't. I, I know what you mean, but it wasn't like that, though. It was like it was like I was completely disidentified from this Alex. If but for. A few hours. But now you're back identified with the Alex. Yes. Yes. Right. But but still but, with the memory but you that you can remember, but you yeah. can remember that you have been disidentified with Alex. So that you can make Alex a dance partner. As opposed to a burden. Yeah. And that you can separate yourself from it. You know that. You've done it. You did it a year and a half ago. If you did it once, you can do it again. That's confidence building. But I didn't even... When you were doing the wow a few weeks ago or a few days ago, you were also not being the Alex, the frustrated Alex then either. Right. Right. Okay. So you can come and go. You can come in and come out of it. So when you find yourself in it again... Why feel bad and frustrated? There it is again. When you can remind yourself, but I don't have to. I've been out of it before. I can get out of it again. Well, this is the confidence that we're building that you know, can get out of it. I I understand that, Amarado, but to like with all respect, this was very different from the past few days. It was it was as if I was looking at my entire life like from the bird's eye view. It was it was unlike anything. I had ever really experienced. And now you're looking at the frustration in very, very deep detail. And I'm inviting you to know, take it back out. Mm. Make it distance from you again. 
You are not the frustration. Let it become distant from you. Let it become distant from me. Okay. Right. Let it be a dance partner as opposed to a backpack. How does gladdening the mind work with that? Because I feel like I can see things as objects. I can see things as distant from me, but gladdening of the mind is like another part. That yes. Uh-huh. I can don't... gladden the mind. I can do that. Uh-huh. I can gladden the mind. I can take a deep breath. I can push that stuff away from separate myself. But I don't have to be stuck in it all the time. I can say, aha, I see you. I don't have to be stuck in it all the time. I can come out and say, I see you. I can come out of it. I don't have to be stuck there. And that's what you're beginning to say is, is that sometimes you feel like a nut. But sometimes you don't. And then you feel like a nut again. Well, guess what? Most people are just doing this their whole life. Now you're beginning to do this, and then you do this, and then you don't like it, and say, oh, I want to quit now. Well, you're not quitting this. This is quitting that. And so I'm inviting you to quit. Quit the frustration. Let it be distant from you. Dance with it. Make it a toy to play with, a partner. You're waking up now. There's no going back to sleep again. Oh, I know that. I've known that for quite you, a while. <laughs> and you don't even want that. You want to no. keep waking up and keep waking up and keep waking up and seeing this. But then you have to wake up to see it well enough so that you can take the effort to say, aha, I see you. That you're this. You are not the frustration. You think you're the frustration when you're stuck in it. But when you put a distance to it, now you can look at it and say, oh, but that's not who I am. I'm this glorious, ha-ha, over here. Let the frustration be there. I can just play with it without becoming it. Okay. i give it a shot again so, tomorrow. Okay. Well... Uh, don't shoot at it. <laughs> <laughs> what am I supposed to do then? I'll waltz with it tomorrow. I'll waltz yeah, with I'll it. Yeah, I'll waltz with it. Yeah, I'll take a dance. Okay. Not a very good dancer, but. <laughs> well, it's a skill to be developed. Yeah. Yeah. You can learn the Texas two-step. Especially the part about backing off. <laughs> yeah, back away. Back off. Take a rest. Maybe listen, moment. Maybe listening to the waltz could be helpful too. Yeah. Uh, some repetition yeah, and rhythm. Play some waltz music. Damarado, if you I, I are can you answer Keyshawn's question? That, that would be my question too. If you had anything to say about that, about those realizations, and the one I was talking about too, the Satori experience. Oh, what is that, Keyshawn? Go ahead, Keyshawn. His Satori experience, and he said, uh, "Being and non-being, uh, and and I think uh, not self." 
like as a re- realization and non-duality. Yeah. That type of stuff. Yes, that's exactly it. That that you are not the frustration. That when we are the frustration in that moment, we're creating a duality. The me that really is and the me that's frustrated. But the reality is, is that you are not the frustration itself. That's a delusion. I am frustrated. And when we are frustrated, we don't like it. And we don't like, in fact, we didn't like something else. And so we're frustrated because we didn't like something. So naturally, the not liking is going to be there along when we see the frustration. We're not going to like that either. In fact, we're going to become frustrated with our frustration. And what about the being and non-being? Well, the being is not being frustrated. Mm-hmm. See the, the frustration. frustration is there. But I am not being the frustration. I am not being it. Mm-hmm. And that's when, um, and what about non-being? Well, not being the frustration is not being. When you're dancing, I'm not the you're not the frustration. No, I've heard that. Now, I, I see what you did there. You you basically mapped those out to moment to moment experiences that we all can understand but what i've heard and also how i experienced my awakening experience was it wasn't like i mean it was like in a moment none of that stuff was happening but it was like a realization it was like i saw life looked this way and then all of a sudden the perception from which i was viewing life was altered so i think that like the question is does this practice lead to those kinds of realizations or is, uh, do you not, are you, do you not have anything to do with those realizations? No, let us put this, let's put this to bed with this one. And that is, is that the realization is, is that you are not the frustration itself. That's the realization. I am, the frustration is there, but I am not the frustration. That's the realization that occurs the more and more you do this practice? The more and more you recognize I am not that. That's not who I am. So you're saying... many of the students are continuing to ask the question, well, then who am I? And that's the wrong question. We're not interested in who am I. That's actually a ridiculous question. What we need to inspect, though, is what I am not. Because you are not the frustration. You are not the anger. You are not the upsetness. That's interesting, because like even Osho or Adi Ashanti or um, Ra, not Ram Das, but um, I think Krishman, Krishmanarti, they would say, who am I is is good contemplative practice. Why do you yes. not think so? Because of Sutta number two, the Sabha Sutta, where the Buddha points out that that's not wholesome thinking. Who am I? What was I in the past? What will I be in the future? 
what am I now that will be in the future? These are all questions that lead to uh, a thicket of views about who am I? Mm. That what is worthy of attention, what is worthy of um, our uh, literally paying attention to, or uh, I'm forgetting the word that's actually in the sutta. Um, worthy of our looking at or worthy of our interest, worthy of our um, attention. So do you think that our analysis is the four noble truths, not who we are? That in fact, it's because we think we are those things that we cause ourselves trouble. But when we recognize that what is worthy of attention is what is frustration? What causes frustration? What is it like to be free from frustration? And what is the path or the method to get uh, free from the frustration? So this is the, uh, the, the Four Noble Truths is worthy of our attention, not who we are. And in the paying attention of what is worthy of our attention, we recognize I am not the Dukkha. I am not the Dukkha. I am not that. Not who am I, but what am I not? And you are not the frustration. You are not the worry. You are not the anxiety. You are not the uptightness. You are not the regret and the remorse and the and all of that. That you are those things out of ignorance. If we wisely choose, then we would wisely choose, I am generous. I am grateful. I'm on top of the world. These would be the kind of thoughts that would be very wholesome to have. But eventually, the kind of thoughts we'll have is there's nothing much to it. There's nothing much to me. I'm not really here. I'm fleeting. The only thing that I really am is the thought I am. Other than that, there's nothing there. Just a human being. But in the beginning, we have to start with, I am not that frustration. Mm. Is it Because possible? in that regard, go ahead, Keyshawn. Um, well, this is kind of a different, it's going back to what we were just talking about, but is it possible to say, uh, I've had this experience? Now, I don't, I'm not saying that this is the case. I'm just, I'm kind of asking a question here. I've had this awakening experience and such, yet here we are. Like, I've been there and I've done that, yet here we are. Perhaps it's what I actually, which would be better to work on, is to just be satisfied. Mm-hmm. Or not even work on it, but recognize that this is good enough. I can handle this. Yeah. yeah, frustration. Never mind. It's not a big deal. Nothing to it. Nothing to it. Dan has sometimes described this as like becoming accident prone. That awakening is about becoming accident prone. Is Would you say that that's correct? Uh, explain it a little bit further. Yes, I probably had even told him that. 
like accident prone, meaning like you're you're creating a condition, I guess, that where you are reap for awakening. Awakening is an yes. accident. It's not something you can go at with the will. It's it's an accident. Mm -hmm. Exactly, yeah. which, which means in a way that we can talk ourselves into feeling good. But the feeling good winds up being accidental in the sense that we've talked and we've talked and we've talked and we've talked ourselves into feeling good, and then accidentally we start to feel good. Okay. And, and awakening another, occurs in the a, same way. Right. A real-life example of that well, is how close that that, to the edge the of the cliff can the bus driver take the bus and still feel safe? How close to the edge of the cliff can the bus driver take the bus and, and still feel safe is the wrong question to ask for hmm. the bus driver in that case. The right question to ask is how far can the bus driver stay away from the edge in order to stay safe? Because the edge in that case is dangerous. But if the if the uh, um, imagine it like this: imagine that the safe cracker doesn't know how to crack a safe, but he knows how to listen, and all he's doing is turning that dial and listening. Mm. Mm -hmm. And he eventually, by accident, is able to open the safe. Right. But if right. he's not turning the dial and not listening, there's no chance of him opening that safe. Yeah. If the truck driver is not close to the edge, there's no chance of him going over the edge. But if you get yourself close to enlightenment, if you get yourself close to feeling good, then it will be accidental that you trip and fall into feeling good. This is what we mean by doing it by accident. I see what you're saying. That you mm -hmm. put yourself in the vicinity of it. An example is, is that something is in the closet that you know is in the closet, and here you are in the closet with the lights turned off, feeling your way around, and you happen to stumble across it. But if you're not in the closet looking for it, then you're not going to stumble across it. So that's another analogy, but it's the same thing. If you put yourself in the vicinity of joy, then you will become joyful by accident which is very much about like listening to a joke. No one laughs except by accident. It's a happy accident that happens. It would, that the joke is setting you up to do this, and then something new happens. They set you up for the punchline by misdirecting you so that when the punchline happens, then that's an accident. And we become joyous because we had put ourselves in the vicinity of it. So, yes, that's what you want to try to do. And what you're saying is, is that, oh, because the frustration is there, it's better just to wallow in the frustration. Well, now you're not going to have any happy accidents that are coming out of the frustration. But if you keep playing with the frustration, aha, I see you frustration, I see you frustration, then then it's possible for that accident to happen of aha, I see you frustration. <laughs> mm. Another one was uh, when you talked about the guy who needed to get the tractor uh, up a mountain, or needs to he needs to uh, helicopter the tractor on top of the mountain 
and to try and get it to pave a road on the mountain. Do you remember that? Tell me that story before. Mm-hmm. Domrado, I can't see you. You're frozen. Can you guys see him? Still moving for me. I can see I can, you. I can mm. see you. I can hear all four of you, or all three. I can't. Am I frozen still? Yeah, you're frozen. I can't see you. Oh, Alex, you just froze. Oh, you turned back all on. Right. I thought maybe that would help. There you Got go. You. Wait, I think I can see you now, Domerado. Wait, now I can't see oh, Domerado at He all. just turned his on oh, and off. There he is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, what's the tractor? Of the hill? Um, this happened in, I think it, it was in Asia someplace. Uh, Indonesia, in fact. And the way to get uh, the road built, the way all road builders build, is they're at the base of the mountain, and they have to just go plow and plow and plow and plow all their way up to the top of the mountain trying to make the road. But what this guy did was that he had his uh, um, uh, earth-moving equipment helicoptered to the top of the mountain, and he drove that tractor down the side of the mountain, making a road as he went down. Mm. Well, I, I thought the so idea the way was that, that we he had to. Go ahead. That, that I, I thought the idea was that he kept failing, like the tractor kept like falling off the mountain or something like that, and like they had to keep dropping it onto the mountain to to get it on there because it was like really steep or whatever. So like. Just kind of going back and back, going back again and going back again and trying to trying to get it right. Yes, keep going over and over and over again <laughs> or putting yourself in danger over and over and over again of being happy. And then by accident, it'll happen. <laughs> mm, I see. And it has to do with the attitude. Right now, you have the attitude of being defeated. Absolutely. And our whole hundred percent trying to get you in back into the attitude that you can do this. You can do this. You've done it before. You've done it recently. And you can do it again. And all you have to do is quit trying. That it's not an uphill battle. It's a downhill battle. It's just that I know, like, I'm going to go to bed and doubt is going to show up and I'm going to I'm going to be like, and you say, oh, oh, I, no, see no, you, doubt. I see you doubt. Right. And, and it's not going to feel like joy. It's not going to feel like appreciation. And that's you when I that. get. Well, that's that. better than being full of doubt is being separated from the doubt and let the doubt roll on. But it's not you. The doubt is not harming you. Yeah. The doubt is not harming you. It's, it's just, not your enemy. The hardest part is when I'm like, when I say, ah, I appreciate this, but I don't actually believe it yet. So like that accident didn't happen where I'm in appreciation or in happiness. And then well, what do you want me to do about that? What do you want from me before you go to bed? One, well, one thing, oh, it's not one bad. Thing that I, one thing that I'd like to appreciate about, even though you're saying that, oh, I don't believe this or whatever. Right. Um, when you say that wholesome thought, like what is there something in your uh, your thought system right now that is kind of 
recurring that when you think about it, when you think about it, it's really painful and you don't like to think about that thought. Well, whenever you say everything's okay, you could kind of appreciate that at least I didn't think that other thought and that this thought is a lot less painful than that thought. That this thought, uh, mm. the thought that I'm thinking right now could have been much more, you know, pain-inducing, but I'm not thinking that thought. And maybe yeah. that's a real thing. You could believe that one at least. Yeah, you're right. I think I'm just, I think I'm just getting like, we just have to figure this out ourselves. Like, there's only so much you can say, Domerado. Like, I'm just gonna Guess have to. What? There's nothing to figure out. No, I mean, oh, there come really on. There is nothing to figure out. I mean, yes, there is. Like you said, getting your sea legs the other day. You said like uh-huh. there is a there I is understand. a process of figuring out how it feels to be on the ship of a deck. Like, there's a sense of like acclimating your your mind and body to things. Like that's what I'm talking about. That sense of figuring okay. out is. Are you saying that that's not? There's not that I either. Would, I would rather call that skill development, but the skill development is constantly coming back to the point of, yeah, so what? I'm okay anyway. Yeah, there's doubt, but I am not doubt. Yeah, there is frustration, but I'm not frustration. Yeah. Yeah, there is frustration, but it's not dangerous. It's not harming me. I can take a deep breath and relax into the frustration. One way to play with it is how frustrated can once you get frustrated, because you're frustrated tonight, so go lay in bed and find out how frustrated you can get. (laughs) I've done that before. (laughs) Yeah, get yourself really super duper frustrated. And then recognize, oh, with all that frustration, I'm still not the frustrated one. The frustration is just there. And I am not that frustration. But in fact, by being able to get yourself super duper heavy duty frustrated, that proves that you can control it right there. (sighs) All right, guys. You're not out of control with it. That You get yourself, you talk yourself into being frustrated. Mm. Yeah. So I'm, go so go do that. Go talk yourself into getting super duper one hundred percent, at least up to ninety nine percent frustrated. I How just, frustrated can you get? I, I just want to go to bed. <laughs> okay, well go to bed and do it in a better in the most frustrating way possible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to go be really frustrated then. Yeah, go get, yeah, get, call, call tomorrow and we'll talk about it. Just how frustrated can you get? <laughs> oh, God, guys, thank you. I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry that I wasn't able to, um, I wasn't able to show more happiness. I'm not, I'm not at all. I'm right. I'm quite satisfied with this conversation. Aren't you Parker? I mean, you've been howling with laughter the whole time. (laughs) Yeah. Parker is quite satisfied with this conversation. I think Keyshawn is too. He's in fact, he's, he's developing his muscle skills of, uh, uh, of dealing with someone else's frustration. This is all actually (laughs) teacher training. 
I had some of that. Uh, remember we talked about what was it the, uh, the the will stuff or like the inheritance stuff? I got to tell you about that. Uh, well, I had a great success there. I think so. <laughs> the, the people were angry and upset, but they're not as upset anymore. It's good. Oh yes, that was right. Yeah, you were talking about uh, uh, the grandmother that died, and everybody was frustrated and uptight about that. So congratulations, Keyshawn. Excellent. Hmm. So let's finish this call now with the with the point of that Alex is going to go to bed and frustrate himself <laughs> up to the top limit. <laughs> Play with it. Enjoy. How frustrated can you really get? Okay. <laughs> All right. I will. Thanks, guys. Learn to control yes. it. Get Good yourself you, frustrated. Alex. Excellent cop. I really enjoyed this. This is really great, Alex. Thank you so much for showing us your deep level of frustration. But it ain't <laughs> enough. I want more. I want more frustration. <laughs> I did not enjoy this really much at all. Well, that's not true. I did enjoy it somewhat. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can tell. A mixed bag, right? A mixed bag. Everything's a mixed bag. Mm. Okay, right. guys. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate this. We'll see you later. Appreciate this. Too. Thank you, Parker. Bye. I'm really glad to see you today. Yes, likewise. Bye. Bye-bye.